Text Talks could not be prouder to be collaborating with Johnny Walker Rocking the Daisies this season. This season is all about inclusion, all about providing a platform, and all about the music. We are teaming up with one of the world's most iconic brands, which, for the first time, is teaming up with one of the world's most iconic festivals. We could not be more stoked to be jumping on the Johnny Walker Rocking the Daisies train to bring you an all-woman lineup for the first time across all our seasons. So remember to keep walking towards love, keep walking towards the future, keep walking towards music as we prep you for what's bound to be the biggest festival of the year. Head on over to rockingthedaisies.com to find out more about the future of music festivals in Africa. Get those last-minute festival tips, merch, and soak up every little bit of excitement that Johnny Walker Rocking the Daisies has to offer. Welcome to Tex Talks. I am Tex, and today I am talking to the two women who have worked their way steadily up the festival ladder to inevitably run the entire show at Johnny Walker Rocking the Daisies. Shannon Felstar and Ashley Kutzer join me today. Ladies, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Thanks for having us, Tex. Yeah, thank you. In between load shedding, doing doing great. In between load shedding, doing great. <laughs> Looking forward to the festival. Still working because I know you ladies don't stop, even <laughs> even though we don't have power. <laughs> <laughs> and this year we're celebrating the 15th anniversary of Johnny Walker rocking the daisies. And Crazy. You, you know, uh, that's like a hundred years in music festival years. But I'm curious for you to tell me how long you've been with rocking the daisies. Like, can you remember which international act headlined the year you started? Shannon, I'll come to you first. So, I mean, technically, I've been full-time since 2019. So that year, all of us know, 1975, Russ. But I actually started working in the festival or at the festival in 2015. Um, And I got more involved with the internal run-ins when Stan Entertainment took over in 2016, 2017. But I will never forget 2015. I think it it was Milky Chance. Um, Cat Empire and, of course, Rudimentals, one of my fave. Um, But, yeah, that that was my first year officially working at the festival. Oh, great times. And, Ash, what about you? (laughs) So, Shannon and I have followed a similar career path in both starting full-time in 2019 and then kind of working annually at the festival before that. But mm-hmm. yeah, my first year, um, Foster the People and Mac Miller, I think that was 2016. Although, I mean, we work so behind the scenes that actually seeing <laughs> someone on stage is a bit of a miracle, but they were definitely headlining. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we gave them something from their hospitality rider that year. I remember about that much for Mac Miller's set. <laughs> and what an, what an, what an iconic headlining set as well. I mean, obviously, you know, we couldn't preempt what, what would happen to him. But, like, yeah. I look back on that Daisy's so fondly because he was mm-hmm. at the peak. He was at the heights of his career. And it was just, oh, 
Like that, yeah. that set was incredible, but also the way that the festival was put together as well was just seamless that year. Exactly. And I think it was, it was the start of a new era for Rocking mm. the Daisies. And I mean, I think for me, that's why 2016, you know, Mac aside, which was incredible, I think it really ushered in the start of something new for the festival, which was so special. 100%, 100%, a whole new era. Now, Shan, mm-hmm. you deal with sponsorship, artists, stages, <laughs> marketing, <laughs> and Ash, you deal with operations and logistics and production and safety, and I'll go on and on and on, and also all of the gorgeous art and activations on the site. I was very, very pleasantly surprised to learn. I'm like, that's a lot, but you know, I'm not going to ask you when you sleep <laughs> because I already know what the answer is. But tell me a little bit more about what your job actually entails. Shannon, again, let's start with you. <laughs> Shoo. Tex, how long, uh, how long is this uh, episode? <laughs> how long <laughs> we have you want it to be? <laughs> <laughs> uh, So high level. Um, so obviously I managed those divisions that you outlined when you said them all. It was quite overwhelming, actually. Thank you. A little anxiety t- attack for 12 o'clock on a Wednesday or Tuesday, whatever day we're on. Um, but I mean, in saying that, we have an insane team behind the scenes who jump in whenever we need them across the board. But I think in a nutshell, I listen to a lot of music. I listen to a lot of people online, a lot of what South Africa want, um, artists who land up in our DMs. um, And from there, choose artists for each year, start the dreaded back and forth with agencies and management teams that we all know so well in those negotiations. Um, And then basically once those artists are landed, uh, create those concepts, marketing strategies, um, off the backbone of that and in between that, sell my soul to sponsors. <laughs> I'm joking. Don't say that. <laughs> sponsors, I love all of you. <laughs> You're the best. We'll cut that bit off. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. And then, and then Ash, um, yeah. expand a little bit more on uh, the the long-ass bullet point list that I read out <laughs> two minutes ago. <laughs> Yeah, so my side is a little bit, um, Shan gets the flashy side, I get the kind of more behind the scenes uh, part of the festivals. So a lot of my year is spent going back and forth with authorities and negotiating with suppliers um, and working out exactly what we need on site. So, you know, whether that be making sure we have enough um, medics, uh, fire, safety, whatever going on, or if we have enough of the dreaded polyjohns. Or, um, you know, fencing power, all that sort of thing. So it's really just making sure that all of the logistics on the ground actually comes to life for when people get there. And yeah, and then on site, um, I pretty much just run around nonstop. So to answer your question that you didn't ask, no, we do not sleep. (laughs) (laughs) We, yeah, we're pretty much active for the whole weekend. And then obviously, Shannon and I both um, do the Johannesburg leg of the show as well. So, on that Sunday, we leave and we go to Joburg and produce that show too. This might be a little bit of a silly question. I wanted to know what a polyjohn is. You know, those terrible things you have to have at an event. <laughs> those things that smell so terrible. Take care. <gasps> at every event. Oh, no. Little plastic things. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> something new. That's amazing. But what were you going to say? Are you allowed to? Are you allowed to what? 
Oh no, I was just going to say, am I allowed to insert an audio clip of clapping hands for Ashley? The badass boss bitch who is doing the role of many, many, many men in one female at this festival. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But listen, but you both are, like I said to Ange and Jackie yesterday, when I was chatting to them about the She Said So Oasis, you know, I said, the two of you are powerhouses. I mean, you really are to, to lead a huge team like this and a huge production like this. I mean, a Cape Town leg, a very successful Cape Town leg, yes, but also a Joburg leg. I mean, you know, twice the amount of work, twice the amount of logistics and things to do. Um, but Johnny Walker, Rock and the Daisies, right, is owned by Stain Entertainment. And there really has been such a monumental change in things since Stain Entertainment brought it for, for the better, of course, because, you know, you guys know <laughs> how to roll with the times, which is great. But talk to me about the ethos behind Stain Entertainment and some of the other businesses that it owns and runs concurrently with Daisies. So I think for us, it's it's pretty simple. I mean, everything that we do is putting a spotlight on the insane talent um, that you and I both know we have in South Africa across not just music, but all the different creative sectors. Um, so by utilizing, you know, our international connections and companies abroad, that's really what we're trying to do. We're, we're trying to create those opportunities through which the rest of the world can experience the, the, the wonderment of talent that we have here in South Africa, because as locals mm. in our industry, there's this um, there's this perception that if you have made it overseas and you go over there for work, you know you've made it. You've made it as an artist if you're performing on stages internationally at festivals. But for us, our long-term goal is really to change that narrative and to put South Africa at the epicenter of the industry uh, globally. So yeah, in a nutshell, that is our ethos and what we're trying to do. And Shannon, you're also now the GM of Stain Entertainment. Talk to me about balancing this role with your Daisy's role. I'm sure you, you must have an incredible support system, Ash included, definitely. Yes. <laughs> so I think, honestly, Tickler, you don't balance it. You just wake up each day, you get to <laughs> it, <laughs> you move on, you keep moving. Um, but I think the inspiration I'm surrounded by in this team, um, it, it's a big motivator for me. I work with insanely talented colleagues. Um, I'm very lucky. I work very closely with our directors and Del Derech has been a massive sounding board, you know, over the last few months. Um, but I think, you know, working with people like Ashley and the team, it makes it a lot easier, the whole thing. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Now, Ashley, right? Mm-hmm. I arrive at the festival on the Friday, Clue State. Everything's looking shiny and happy and everyone's clean, you know, as clean as they're going to be the whole weekend on Friday. (laughs) (laughs) The two of you have already been there for a minute, right? Tell me, when does the crew descend upon Kloof Wine Estate to start setting up? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, everybody else rocks up all clean and shiny, and here we are, <laughs> the covered in dust and sweating and already broken by the time everyone gets oh, there. You're um, so lucky you didn't see us in 2019, Tekla. We were a sight. 
honestly. No, no. <laughs> I don't think we showered till Sunday night in Joburg. <laughs> no, no, we didn't. And we actually slept, sorry, sidetracked, but we actually slept for an hour and 40 minutes that whole weekend in 2019. So, oh my gosh, so the trauma. It's coming yeah, back. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, look, there's a, we spend so much time pre-event really thinking about the full festival and the experience and how to make it great. So it doesn't feel like it's it's terrible to be on site for so long. But mm-hmm. to give you an idea, our, um, our core crew that build the site for Rocking the Daisies in Cape Town rock up about a month prior to the festival. Oh, wow. So they're there exactly from the beginning of September, and they are the OGs of this festival. They sleep on site, and they are there with um, Matt Harrington as our site manager, and, and he's literally on site from the very beginning. Um, all the way to the end. I'm there most days, um, but they are really the guys that put in the the hard work to actually build physically the site. Um, and then we have our suppliers who start rocking up and our stage guys, um, sponsors, and everyone start coming a little bit closer to the event. And we're there all the way until almost the end of October. So it's really about a two-month gig um for us to be in and out of that festival so by the time everybody gets there it's perfect but yeah it's definitely taken a lot of hard work and sweat and blood and tears to get to that point and tell me what happens because i i know when everybody leaves right and it's just the crew how long do they (laughs) stay there firstly is there an after party after the after party <laughs> and and how how long does it take for everything to be struck down because that's also like a process yeah absolutely so strike is about three weeks um and we oh literally home that ground i mean we have teams who we work with who go through every square meter of that entire cliff wine estate property and pick up every stompy and every little piece of paper or anything that's been left behind. Um, so we really make a lot of effort to make sure that the site is clean and looking mm. good by the time we leave. Um, yeah, and after party. Tequila, it makes me happy. You know, <laughs> the crew totally, they totally have a vibe after everybody leaves. I mean, they've been working so hard for this festival. We unfortunately never get to see it because we're then in Joburg. <laughs> but, but we do um, have an after party up here. So, I mean, <laughs> we get something. We're just so dead by the time we land at that after party that we almost want to want to die at that stage, you know. You can really keep your eyes open. Yeah, um, exactly. Live afterwards, yeah. And I think it's so cool for crew to be able to just, like, high-five, cheers a beverage and say, mm-hmm. like, congrats. Or what was an epic weekend um yeah it's it's such an experience for everyone and I think yeah. it's such a it's like a relief but it's also a really proud moment when we managed to get 100%. out of there it's also such a special extended team that we have you know we we've got people that have been with daisies almost you know from the jump right at the beginning and for all of them it's like it's like the family coming back together over that weekend. Mm. So for everyone to be able to sit back at the end of it and look at what we've achieved together, it's such a special moment for us and such a special moment for the people in these teams who have inevitably over the years, like they've really become our family, you know, they've become such a massive part of the team. 
You know, I'm so glad that you mentioned that because I remember when the three of us had coffee mid-pandemic at House of Machines and, you know, we were all being, (laughs) we were all trying to be very optimistic about like what was coming and, you know, when this was ending. Little did we know. Sure, little (laughs) did we know. But but what I remember very fondly was how both of you were talking about how the people that have been working with you right there from the very beginning and that there's room for them to grow in the team, especially after Stan Entertainment took over. And I want to know, who are some of the people in your mm. team whose growth you're very proud of and you want to give a shout out to? Ash, do you want to go first? Right. You want me to go first? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, look, again, there are certain people who have come onto the team on like more of a full-time basis. But a lot of the guys that I would shout out to are the people who come back every year and who, for instance, like I was talking about the site guys earlier, like Matt, mm. Scotty, Spickles, Cade, um, Dewey, you know, these are all guys that really, they're the first ones on the ground and they are the last mm-hmm. ones to leave. And I think that they yeah. are so often so unappreciated. Um, yeah, Helena, mom of the group, keeping us all together. <laughs> yes, that, that was who I was going to next. And then Helena, um, Sheridan, she's actually joining us now for a couple of months and she's working, helping me with the admin and the of the site operations and, um, you know, just pulling so many strings together to make things happen and thinking of things I mean you know we're only we're a small team and we need people on the outside who actually care about the event and Mm. love it as much as we do and there's so many individual crew members who love it and have probably loved it for longer than we have um who are really just Mm -hmm. you know every single year and they show up and they give their absolute best so yeah shout out to all of those guys they um they make our lives so much easier and they really make the festival what it is it wouldn't be the same without them amazing shan what about you yeah so i think you know my answer is a bit twofold here you know daisy's has always been a company that's been super invested in providing a platform to emerging and up and um, up and coming talent but also extending that to businesses and individuals and um one of which was actually you know can do our previous title sponsor yeah. rocking the daisies um their marketing team which was coalition uh, who did all of their marketing we met them on site we knew them through can do worked with them to the lead up for 2018 2019 and during lockdown we actually acquired that company as Stan Entertainment. And I think it speaks so much to, you know, how we feel about artists and emerging talent in South Africa, but also how we feel the same about people in this industry who are working in different businesses and spaces of the music industry in South Africa. So that whole team is with us now and seeing how they've gone from being the marketing wing of NAMPAC BevCan to full-time for Stain Entertainment, all working in different roles. Off the back of that, we've started a record label with yes. a lot of them from that team, Stalo. Um, and, you know, seeing how that's grown over the last two years of um, the pandemic while we've had downtime for Rocking the Daisies has been, it's been really beautiful to watch, you know, and just seeing their impact and what that's going to be on site this year compared to what it was when they were solely working for an old title sponsor, you know, to now being full-time in the Stain Entertainment team and working at Rocking the Daisies in different pivotal roles that we have. You know, I mean, that's been amazing and something great that's come out of the pandemic. But I think if I were to pinpoint 
a team from my side that I'd love to do a massive shout out to. It would be Bad Weather Productions. Jono, Andrew and that team are absolutely insane. And I remember the first, oh, it wasn't the first year, second year, I think that I worked at Daisy. So 2017 was the first year that they arrived on site. And they were a pretty new technical and production company. And they got given the shot to manage and run Twos Up, um, which was also the first time we had that stage. And they absolutely killed it that weekend. And I remember a few months later, they pitched to the old management team to do technical for the entire festival. And off the back of how incredible they were to work with in 2017, it's a really proud moment to say that they run everything for the festival in terms of stages, productions, and technical. And I'd say if any team were my right hand now, um, I think Ashley's my right hand and Bad Weather Productions is my left. <laughs> <laughs> Another person I think it's um, worth doing a shout out to is actually Shannon. Um, you know, we've come from doing running accreditation oh and running logistics <laughs> and, you know, way back in the day, having some crazy times at Daisies um, to becoming full time. And since 2019, it's been um There've been so many changes and I think a lot of them for the good. Mm-hmm. And yeah, congrats, Shan, on being heading up that GM of stage entertainment position. I think you're doing a stellar job there, my friend. Thomas, this is the best friend we all need. <laughs> I know, right? I'm like, oh, can actually do my intro life. everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But honestly, it's true what Ash is saying. I mean, I think back to where we started and it was the first year that I started, we were working, Ash and I actually, our, our previous jobs, we worked together too at the APSA Cape Epic. And one of our um, retainer colleagues at the time was running um, accreditation for Daisies. And she got sick and asked me last minute to help. And I knew nothing about accreditation. I worked in marketing. I had no idea what was going on. And I remember at the time meeting, you know, Brian and Blaze and everyone from the team And we kind of just winged it that weekend. And the next year, Ash came on board. And every year since then, we took, um, I think it was two weeks leave, hey, Ash? Two, three weeks? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. Over that period of our leave for the year from our full-time jobs to come and work at Daisy's. And when Stan Entertainment took over the company, I remember meeting TJ and, and Dale for the first time. And they literally instantly, I think that year, offered us positions. (laughs) So that was in 2016 already. Um, Shame they had to wait for a while, but we finally jumped ship in 2019. And I think for Ash and I, we've we've never looked back. We've got many additional gray hairs, but it's it's been a wild ride. (laughs) And it's great being able to do it with your best friend too. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think I think that that like them offering you jobs like immediately is a testament to a how dedicated you are and b how hard you work and you know it's funny ash you said you guys were managing like accreditation and logistics i remember back in 2015 i'd rock up for media cred and you know you'd be sorting out like armbands and stuff and to see your growth to where you both are now <laughs> i mean it really is it i uh, you know uh, it's a cliche word but it's super inspirational and anybody who's listening to this podcast who like wants to get into the um, production side of festivaling or you know is like where do i start you know start mm-hmm. you literally start at the bottom and just work you yeah, know what i mean and then do. yeah yeah you start but, with counting wristbands <laughs> that's where you start <laughs> 
exactly. You start with counting wristbands. But listen, who Shannon, would have thought? I, I, I have to ask you this question, and I know that you get this question a lot, probably like five hundred times a day. But if I want to submit my band to Blair Daisy, oh, here how it do is. I do that? <laughs> <laughs> Can I even do that? Like. Are you constantly scouting for who would be the right fit, like the whole year? Like, I, I, I need, <laughs> I need to know. I need to ask on behalf of the people. <laughs> the people, the people the ask people. all the time. But yes, we'll answer again. <laughs> um, yes, always scouting for new talent. Always, um, we have uh, inbox artists at rockingthedaisies.com. If you haven't applied yet, please slide into our DMs there. Um, but I'm constantly going through that. I, now that I've moved to Joburg, have uh, quite a lengthy drive to and from work. And every evening, well, most evenings at the moment, um, before I go to bed, I go through that inbox and I download or look up all of the artists who have applied. And my nice. playlist at the moment is, uh, is wild. It's my driving to work playlist. But I listen to all of those songs and all of those submissions. So I think for anyone who hasn't gotten a response yet, keep sending your stuff in. Um, if you believe in yourself and you show up with that that confidence and that drive and, um, you know, you're not giving up on it, like just like Ashley and my story, you know, please keep sending stuff through because we do listen to it. Um, it's a big part of our lineup and um, a big portion of our lineup goes towards artists who have applied and submitted um, to shoot their shot. I always say that, just shoot your shot. You never know. Out of, out of all of the artists that you've announced so far, who are you most looking forward to seeing? Like, who would you actually stop mm. working for five minutes and actually watch? To <laughs> be honest, I haven't seen any live artists in forever, so I will stop and watch everyone if I can. <laughs> yeah, great answer. Great this answer. year is our year, Ash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, fair <laughs> top of it. Uh, I mean, Shan can give her your her answer now, but. Um, I spend, we spend so little time actually in front of a stage where you can see people play mm -hmm. that it's unbelievable how little music that we actually get to see at a music festival. Mm -hmm. um, you get to hear it at least, which is cool. Um, but yeah, on my side, I, I would love to see Kalani and Clean Bandit. I honestly think it's a once in a lifetime kind of opportunity to see both of those amazing <laughs> artists and Funny enough, Focalistic is someone that I haven't seen live ever. Yes, Ashley. Um, yeah, keen, to, keen to check him out. I love Ashley's yeah, answer. Really <laughs> <laughs> so I think obviously Kehlani. Um, for me, it's more than just seeing her as an artist. She's obviously incredibly, incredibly talented. But the reason why we selected her is more than who Kelani is as an artist. You know, she really embodies mm. who we are as a company and a lot of the values that we stand for at Stain Entertainment. So for me, I think that moment, seeing her on our stage, will be the culmination of a lot of the goals that Ash and I have set for this festival, you know. Um, so that one, obviously, super excited for that. But I think yeah, that for me, I'm really excited for Blackie. Blackie's just, he's representing us so well as South Africans on that global on that global level. And I can't wait to see him completely own that stage at Daisy's. I just think he's an insane talent. Um, and I'm I'm so glad he's getting the recognition he he deserves at the moment. Sio also, oh, there's so many, there's so many local artists that I can't wait to see, there you are. know. There for are them, so many. being on a stage like Daisy's, they often say like, you know, it's, it's a massive moment for them. And I think it's just so deserved for anyone who's selected for this lineup. 
Um, so, I mean, as Ash said, maybe this year's the year that we're not there just to put out fires. We're actually watching these sets. Every time you guys um, mention who you're looking forward to seeing, I'm like, yes, you're like, focalistic, yes, CEO, yes. I think I'm just looking forward to everyone. <laughs> but but the, the, the slogan for Johnny Walker, Rocking the Daisies, is, is keep walking towards love, keep walking towards the future, mm. keep walking towards music, right? And, I mean, we all know that the music industry took a huge knock these last couple of years. We don't, we don't need to elaborate. But I want to mm, know, yeah. in those dark times what is the thing that keeps you guys walking towards the music because it was hard for a second mm. you know that's such an interesting question Tekla I think for me what keeps me walking towards music is it's the potential of our South African industry you know I think we've just reached the tip of the iceberg of what our potential is in terms of talent and um, artists and what we're capable of um, as a South African industry and I think you know, finally, the rise of Ama Piano, especially during lockdown, seeing that at the like global forefront of music at the moment. I mean, even just this last weekend, watching the likes of Focalistic, Durban Gogol, um, so many. One of our artists, Herc Cut the Lights, was uh, DJing for Maporisa. Seeing them at Afro Nation and um, finally seeing our artists and what we do and our sound on that global platform. I mean, that's what keeps me walking towards music is the potential that we have, is knowing that the world is only just seeing what we're capable of, you know, and mm. I just know we're capable of so much more and I can't wait to see it all unfold over the next few years. And you, Ash? Yeah, that's a really good answer, Shan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for me, I think um, music is just such a truly universal language. And there's something so positive about the way it brings people together and the way that one song mm. can make 10 different people feel 10 different ways because they're all working their own path and they're all living their own lives. So I think um, something that keeps me walking toward music and, and also just towards this event in general is just that we are so lucky to have this opportunity to create mm. a space where we can come and experience music and you know, there's nothing quite as as freeing or emotional as standing in front of a stage and like belting out your favorite song in front of an incredible artist. Um, and it's really just, it's moments like those and just um, the opportunity that we have to be able to bring that to people that I think is what keeps me walking towards mm. music and just walking towards events in general. I think um, that it's so special for us to be able to bring that. Oh, yeah, so well put, Ash. It is super special. And, you know, I mentioned earlier one of the reasons why Daisies is still so revered and is the biggest festival in the country is because you keep staying relevant. You keep reinventing. And I want to know how do you see the culture shifting going forward for mm -hmm. this year's Daisies, yeah. but then also to the future as well? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we like to believe without tooting our own <laughs> horn here that we are pioneers in the music culture and the festival space. Mm. And I guess the challenge that comes with that is, is making the tough and not so popular at the time decisions. Um, but I think for us, hopefully looking at where we are today, it makes sense for everyone why we made those decisions. It's because we do believe in the culture of South Africa and, um, we do hope to always be ahead of it, you know, and kind of leading the way for that. Mm. 
Yeah, and I mean, there's so few places where you'll see South Africans from every culture and every walk of life coming together in one space. And I think it's such a proud thing for us that Mm -hmm. we've managed to get the festival to a point where you really do see that. And if anything, Mm. I think you'll see even more of that for 2022, Um, especially after such a long break in music festivals and that. I think people are just so ready to come together and to have an absolutely incredible time. doesn't matter where you're from, you know, what your beliefs are, what what your feelings are and anything. You just want to be there and be with people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm. exactly. I want to talk about Cape Town Daisies, right? Because that's the full weekend camping experience. That's, you know, the heart of Daisies, where Daisies started. And there's general camping and there's priority camping. But I want to focus on the She Said So Oasis for a second. That's a game changer. Um, and uh, this all-inclusive space for women and members of the LGBTQIA plus community. Talk to me about the importance mm-hmm. of creating this inclusive space at the festival. So I think traditionally, obviously, the space was known as the ladies camp, and Mm -hmm. it came off the back of an overwhelming need to create a safe space for women in South Africa, um, off the back of a massive rise of gender-based violence in 2019. And I think after achieving that, we knew we wanted more, and we needed to do more to provide that space for more minority groups. So I guess for us, Daisies is a happy place, and the Oasis is essentially something that should symbolize and embody that perfectly. Yeah. And it's also, I mean, you know, apart from being, I think um, that it it doesn't necessarily like safe might not always be the right word because we want to know, like people should know that rocking the daisies is a safe Mm -hmm. space for everyone. Um, And the she said so oasis, it just brings, it's an all inclusive space where people can just be themselves um, and have the absolute best time within a really special area that is being taken over by She Said So, who are doing so much in their movement for equality and um, yeah, and and for the LGBTQIA um, people to be seen within the music industry. And that's really what it's about: is is just making people feel like they are meant to be there and that they can have the absolute mm-hmm. best time possible in this incredible oasis that has been built just to make them feel like they're meant to be at Daisies. That's beautiful. Like I said, the Cape Town leg of Daisies is an institution, but tell me how you're planning to capture that weekend festival energy and recreate that in Joburg. So I think for us, when we decided to, you know, broaden the reach to Joburg also, we had a good look at what people respond to while in Mm. Joburg. And for us, starting out with a one-day inner-city experience is is a way for us to tap into that market, but also to see how people respond to it. Because up here, camping festivals are not something that are, or that is as widely seen and known as it is in Cape Town. You know, in Cape Town, we have festivals nearly every two weeks during the calendar. In Joburg, I don't think we could name five where you camp overnight. So for us this year, we're trying to embody that that spirit that Rocking the Daisies has on site when you walk onto site through the activations and the stage and the acts that we have um, and the look and the feel and just just everything that people have known to come um, to love from from Daisies Cape Town, but do it in a, a shorter space of time. And for us, depending on how 
it's received this year. Who knows? Maybe in 2023, there'll be a three-day camping festival in Joburg. But for us, this year was the stepping stone into that, into seeing what we could make it become. Um, we also don't want to detract from how incredible Daisy's Cape Town is. You know, mm-hmm. it will always be, I think, the the pinnacle event of the Daisy's brand. So we love you, Joburg. But you know, if you want that, <laughs> a flight to Cape Town is quite short. <laughs> <laughs> There's um, yeah, I've got nothing to add on that one. <laughs> you know, I think I think something that I've always really liked about daisies is how there's a carefully curated very wide array of brands that come on board every year a brand is just not there for the sake of being there they're, they're, mm-hmm. they're there for a purpose and this year you've got johnny walker you've got h&m we've spoken about she said so but i want to know what do each of your partners bring to the daisies experience that's unique Oh, what don't they bring? We work with such insane teams from all of our brands. And I mean, we've only released a few of them so far, but the brands for this year, you know, there's some that have been around for ages. They're part of the furniture, just like the crew that we spoke about mm-hmm. earlier, the likes of Distel, et cetera. But for us, what's special is Daisy's, just like for us, is the pinnacle for them on their, their calendar each year. And every year it's so amazing to work with these teams who show up in such a big way for their brands and show up in such a big way for the festival. Um, and this year, after two years, all I can say is, Tickler, you and your team are, are in for a treat. Our sponsor, they've honestly, they've gone overboard <laughs> for this year. So it's just going to be such an exciting, beautiful year. I think we're going to have more activations than ever. Um, brands that have been around for ages, the likes of Red Bull, etc., the ideas that they've come up with, um, the the things that they're testing at Daisies. I think it's what's been really cool for us is we have amazing relationships that have almost formed that, you know, that family connection with these partners of ours. So they know that they can test out their their crazy wild ideas at Daisies and we're open to it over the weekend. Um, you know? So for us that's what makes it special, is that they almost they adapt with us, you know. They've been transitioning with us over the last few years that we've owned and and run the festival. And I think this year it's going to be something really special to see it all come together. It's also just so cool to see that they've literally been thinking about daisies since we couldn't yes. do it in 2020. Like these guys have been brainstorming for three years and they are so ready. <laughs> Even just the stages on site this year. Oh, oh yeah. No, no. Tell me a bit more about that. The stages on site this year are, they are each an art piece. (laughs) People are going to be blown away by the work that, um, you know, our team has put into those stages with Bad Weather and each of these sponsors and seeing how involved each of them have been. Johnny Walker is like, they've been with us every step of the way in creating their their stage this year, you know, just the investment of time and, and resources and energy from each of their sides. And I mean, by the time this podcast drops, we would have... I think for the first time released all of our stages on social media. So people will get a first look of them before they come to site, um, which is something really special for us. And we've obviously had to work quite hard to get that done in time. Mm. But every single stage is getting a stage render that's been dropped so that people can get a taste of the festival before they get there. Oh, that is going to be 
a treat. I cannot wait for that. That sounds so, is that, is that the first year (laughs) that you've done something like that? It's the first year. Yeah. We've also been, Ash and I have been plotting away in the background with this, with our team here (laughs) for the last two years. Um, And we realized, you know, for us, we put such massive investment alongside our brands into these stages each year. And of course, the moment at Daisy's and that weekend at Daisy's and the day in Joburg is beautiful and it's incredible the content we get from it. But with this massive investment and the amount of time that we spend on these stages and the curation of them, we figured that we may as well, you know, introduce it to South Africa a bit earlier. Um, We've also gone all out in terms of concepts and design this year. So you'll see the first one actually rolls out tomorrow. I can say it now. It's the Johnny Walker Jungle. But Johnny Walker Jungle from 2019 could never (laughs) compare to this stage. It is like you are in Tomb Raider and you are Lara Croft running through the jungle, essentially. And I mean, you like, what more do you want from a, a sponsor to be able to, like, you know, work so closely with you and brainstorm with you and mm-hmm. and and really be there for the minutest of details. I mean, that really is the dream scenario, right? Oh, it really is. It's been such a treat, honestly. Uh, Johnny Walker have shown up in such a massive way. And I think all of us, I think we could kind of see this partnership coming before we announced it. They've made such a big investment into the music industry over the last, I'd say, year. Um, obviously, that working with them has just been, it's been incredible, you know, same with when we worked with Can Do, that brand is also, we've just been really lucky actually Mm. with our title sponsors over the years. But I think the heights that we are going to be able to grow this festival to alongside Johnny Walker, it's just, it's something that, I think that's the inspiration. You know, you spoke, you asked a question earlier about how do you do it, how do you manage everything. And I think for us that is the inspiration, is that we're showing up for more than we're showing up for more than ourselves. We're showing up for these partners who are showing up for us in such a big way, day on day. Yeah. And it's so it's like just in general, it's really great to see brands in South Africa that are supporting music, not just mm-hmm. at Rocking the Daisies, but at other events. Yeah. And I think people have really they've really come out and they're really um doing the absolute most to help the the industry 100%. come back to life. So that's really positive and it's so cool to see. I exactly. I mean Vogue Nights on Saturday, Johnny Walker was there sponsoring the whole event. It's just it's been really cool to see them transition into this space. Wow. Shout out Vogue Nights, shout out Lelo, we love you. Oh, yes. Oh. Shout out, Lelo. I I also love what you guys are doing on social media with the hashtag Memories Keep Walking campaign because, you know, it got me thinking about my favorite Daisy's moments. And they've been a lot. Well, at least the ones I can remember anyway. But... (laughs) <laughs> but I, I, and now, now I'm giving away my age, guys. Yo, but I mean, you know, Ash, we went to school together, so you know how old I am. It's fine. Um, yes, we but did. Like, but yeah. like the hives, LJ, Skunk, and Nancy, that was 2013, guys. That for me was just, oh my yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I watched all of that from the photographer's wow. pit, and that was incredible. I have a few more memories that I actually just can't talk about. <laughs> now because I'm gonna incriminate people but but it was <laughs> but it was yeah it was absolutely yeah, we won't tell anyone no, yeah no we'll just tell the like 
all the people that are listening to this. Just the whole of South Africa. <laughs> I'll tell you off air. But, but I just... No biggie. I, I, you know, we also spoke about Mac Miller and, and that for me was just another standout. That'll be a set that I'll remember like till the day that I die. It was just one of those, one of those, mm. you yeah. know... Absolutely. Yeah, that was my hashtag memories keep walking, 100%. I mean, obviously nobody could... Oh, we'll see yeah. what what happened to him but it it just like everything about it and it was like staying entertainment had taken over and it, you know, it was a new generation and um i had you guys at the hip-hop stage for the first time everything about that year was mm-hmm. just the, it was the culmination of a new chapter um and i want to know exactly after having worked with the yeah. for the festival for so long in different capacities what stands out to you as a favorite Daisies related memory? We've spoken about the the acts the first year. So now what what is a memory that stands out for you? Uh, Ash, I'll come to you first. Sure. Um, so I think mine isn't as much a memory, but it's a moment that I have at least once every festival. So um, I mean, I, I and I can pinpoint that specific memory through each of the festivals, but it always happens once where you have a couple of minutes where your radio has gone silent and it's nighttime, so the whole festival is just lit up um, and you are standing right at the back of an arena. So whether that's right at the back of the Electrodome or what was the Candu main stage or whatever, and people are... I mean, they're absolutely lit, but they are going <laughs> crazy in front of the stage and they are just having the absolute time of their lives. And that moment where you can just stand there for five minutes mm. and kind of breathe it in and appreciate, um, you know, what part you've had in pulling this all together. And, you know, you see your team all running around and yeah, it's just, it's that moment that is just so rewarding yeah. and it's such a proud moment of the festival for me every year. Um, and yeah, I think that's, that's something that always keeps me going. And like I said, it happens <laughs> once a year and it's yeah. just that time where you're like, oh my gosh, we did it. <laughs> yes. It's that holy shit, we did it moment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So that, that's my moment. I totally, yeah, I totally agree with Ash. That moment where you sit back and you're like, wow, this is wild. Is this actually happening right now? Or am I in a, a sim simulation? It's definitely a crazy moment to sit back and reflect on. But for me, I would say this year, actually, it's not even an at festival memory, but 26th of May, I think it's one of those core memories that I'll always have. Ash and I woke up and we had a call, I think, with Dale that morning and we were so nervous about ticket sales, you know. You know that the demand is there after two years, but you also, it feels like we don't know anything after COVID. Mm. And (laughs) ticket sales opened and one minute in, I think we had 18,000 people waiting in a queue to buy tickets. And it was this... And that was just on the Daisy site. I mean, Cape, uh, Joburg was, I think it was on 7,000, um, the waiting list for people who were trying to get in. Wow. And I think it was this crazy moment where we sat back and there was this hype in the office um, and as a team. And we almost had that, that holy shit, we did it. But it was almost like, holy shit, we're back moment. And it yeah. all sunk in. Mm-hmm. And I get emotional thinking about it. But like, I remember sitting there and... Ash and I were chatting and it was just like, this is actually happening now. After two years, we're back. We can finally do everything that we've been planning and plotting behind the scenes. 
And it was just that, in, yeah, it was that moment where you realize, you know, things have finally turned a corner. We have 18,000 people <laughs> waiting in a queue to buy tickets to Rocking the Daisies. And we're actually back in October this year after two years of saying we're back three months before and having to shut everything down. Goosebump moment. Yeah, that was special. Oh, yeah. That was a good one. Sure, lady. What a what a treat to speak to you today. I'm I'm so incredibly proud of the two of you, inspired by the two of you, and I can't wait to see the fruits of your labor and your extended team's labor at Johnny Walker Rocking the Daisies this year. I think it's going to be one for the books, if not the best ever. So, thank you again for joining me. It's been such a treat to get to chat about the inner workings behind the scenes of of what goes on and into a massive production like this. And I wish you all the success. You don't need it, but I do anyway, regardless. And I hope that we can do this again next year because this has been absolutely, it's been such a great afternoon despite the load shedding I'm sitting in the dark. Uh, it really <laughs> has, guys. It's been so great. <laughs> Thank you so much, Tex. Yeah. It's so appreciated. Um, yeah, we really, really appreciate it. And thank you for everything that you and your team do for the South African music industry as well. I think it goes without saying that you guys are, are, the, are the OGs here as well. And you've done so 100%. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Tex Talks. From me, your host, Tex, producers Jonathan Ings and Matthew Lewitz, and research and associate producer Al Klapper, catch you on the flip side. A huge shout out to Johnny Walker Rocking the Daisies, South Africa's biggest music and lifestyle festival. Remember to follow Tex Talks on socials and subscribe and rate on whatever platforms you stream your podcast on. Head on over to texttalks.com for all our previous episodes. And remember, that's Tex with a double X. 